If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with Kate, and I'm joined by Mr. You looked a bit spacey when I was saying your name. There, you were sort of staring really like... at the corner of the room like my cat. I'm, uh, I was trying to trying to make a sneeze happen. It was, oh, on, right, okay. it was right on the yeah. edge. And by you saying that, you ruined it. Sorry, I'm joking. Mr. Ben Arrington. It's Mr. Ben Arrington. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. I meant to say that. Yeah. Did you ever do a thing where you're trying to yawn and then someone sticks a finger in your mouth and it like ruins the yawn? Yeah. Um. To be fair, I'm quite a big fan of doing that to Other people. people. Not not everybody. Not like <laughs> and not like anyone really. In the street. Nah. Oh, got you. Yeah. <laughs> got you. No yawns for you're, you. <laughs> no, you're, no yawns for you. Well, I still got to yawn actually. So yeah. uh, you're you're a real loser. Yeah. I've done it for a while though. Maybe I maybe I need some time off. Yeah. Just talking about it now is making me want to yawn. Uh. But. Yeah. When you when you need a sneeze, is looking at looking at a light is that a thing? Yeah, I so if I look at a bright light or the sun, I sneeze pretty much instantly. Uh, cat cat can't understand that that's an actual thing, but some, and I always thought everyone had it. I remember saying to her, yeah. "I oh, just stare at the sun and you'll sneeze." She'd be like, "What? <laughs> yeah, what? yeah. Kinda, <laughs> what are you talking about?" It kind of makes your eyes water a little bit, and then you kind of go, "Yes." Yeah, I just feel it fizz, biz, building and fizzing in the back of the sinuses there. Uh, but other than that, uh, what other horror stuff have you <laughs> been uh, been up to? Been experiencing horror stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm still cr- I'm still cracking on Resident Evil Two on PlayStation Four. Um, just about to finish the second scenario with Claire. Um, pretty good. Find it pretty difficult. It kind of fills in the gaps of the story quite nicely. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, the gaps. But I have find it I find it pretty tough. I don't know if it's just because I'm flying through it and I'm not picking up absolutely everything I need to. Like, Are you like really good at aiming now? Do you know all the zombie movements? And... I'm a lot better. I'm a lot better at aiming now, but the, but now and again there'll always be a zombie which you end up putting twenty bullets into and thinking for mm. fucks, just you, stay down. You know, we were talking about how Andy, uh, mutual friend, has, uh, who's probably going to listen to this, is like done it in like three hours and stuff. Is he playing on PC? Because I think he's an Xbox user. <clears throat> um, I think it's on Xbox. He's been playing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just think it's because it might be easier to aim if you're using the mouse. Imagine, uh, but so I don't know. I mean, it's probably easier on Xbox. <laughs> let's be honest, because because uh, people use an Xbox, uh, they need all the all the help they can get. Yeah, I think they've got more buttons, haven't they? Xboxes. Yeah, exactly. That's cheating. Yeah, exactly. Too many but buttons. To be, f- <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean, Andy completing it in, in just over three hours, I think. Is with, insane. Yeah. With uh, with I think no health. I never realised Andy was like an Andy. esports champion. He yeah. is. It's true. Um, he's he's making a lot of cheddar on the side <laughs> doing this. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm no good at speed runs, and I've never really had the patience. Or I feel it's the opposite. Like this, impatient yeah. people would be really good at. Yeah, speed I know, runs. but it's like patience, like proper. Well, right, I've never had the what word am I thinking? Balls. I've never <laughs> had the balls yeah. to jump in and try and do a speed run. Because right now, I feel like I'm going pretty fast on it, and I'm 
approaching four hours. Yeah. I'm near the end, but I'm approaching four hours. Like, That's I thought good, doing it in three, yeah. I doing it in three hours fills me with dread. So, uh, you yeah. know. So what, what I like to do is if there's something that's clearly um, someone's better than me at something, I just think, get a life! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you're re- really, yeah. You're really good at that, are you? You're really good at that. Well, why don't you just get a life? <laughs> I'm a really good tennis player. Poor loser. Yeah, that's a safe. That's a safe way to be. I think you won't get. You won't ever feel inadequate in no. that sense. Someone's like really good at sex. Get a life. <laughs> <laughs> Get a life, preferably not a sex life. <laughs> you got yeah. one of those. Yeah. You got any? You got anything better to do? Car. Yeah. What about other anything else other than Resi Two and? Uh, other than Resi, I've watched one or two things. One non-horror, okay. one horror. So my non-horror is I watched uh, Alita: Battle Angel. Okay. The yeah. Robert Rodriguez directed, James Cameron produced. Um, co-wrote. As man- well, manga. Co-wrote manga yeah. adaptation. Um, and I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I've, I've seen it getting praised and slated in e- equal measure, I think. But yeah. um, it was good. CGI was good. Action was good. Story was a bit. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> it was a bit. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah. a, a bit, a bit like obvious, a bit romancy. Um, and Wonder how much it sticks to the original manga. Yeah, I mean, it did kind of get me hyped for wanting to go and check out some original manga. It reminded me a lot of Ghost in the Shell and us because of the sort of. Um, Human cyborg stuff, yeah. but I like that. I like I like the Ghost in the Shell adaptation. Um, I know a lot of people didn't. A lot of people thought it was um, hot shit. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only problem yeah. with Elite Battle Angel, I think the the third act kind of feels a little bit like it's trying to set up a sequel too heavily, mm. and then by the time it ends, it's like the thing is, will there be a sequel to this? That's the thing. You kind of look at things like this. It's like even if it does really well, I mean, it, to be fair, it would it would have to be a real You'd have to do really well at the box office. For it to get Unless it's like a superhero franchise, there's very little chance that things get uh, sequels these days. Unless I don't think films should jump all... in assuming there's a sequel. No. It's, <laughs> it's either going to be a superhero franchise or The Purge. But even like uh, <coughs> Justice League isn't getting its sequel. So even if something like The Justice League isn't getting its sequel, then then I, I doubt Elite Battle Angel will. Exactly. There we go. Um, oh well. But it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it for a nice. I think uh, it's good trip. to see uh, Robert Rodriguez doing a big studio film because he's been doing yeah. his little, you know, non non major studio projects like he's running if, a TV show channel. And stuff. Yeah. If um, what was I going to say? It doesn't necessarily feel like a Robert Rodriguez film. Now it feels more like a James Cameron film. Okay. Yeah. But maybe that's like the romance element to yeah, it. Yeah. Well, they do oh, love each James other. They do bloody love each other, those two. They only just met. Um, And the other thing I saw is, um, so I took out a Shudder. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Seven-day free trial, and I've had a little gander at what's on there. But I mainly did it to watch um, that horror noir, history of black horror documentary. Yeah, to watch it still, yeah. Which I found, it was was really good, really interesting. Loads of stuff about um, um, black cinema that Mm. I wasn't 100% aware of and i kind of liked how it obviously called back to it was uh, it had a great timeline of stuff how, how sort of these black horror icons started off um and how black horror, black people were represented in horror very yeah. early on all the way through to jordan peele there's like extensive stuff with jordan peele talking about get out um and a, and a lot of sort of people from from sort of keith yeah. david from the thing uh tony todd from Candyman, all yeah. sort of giving their, giving their two cents there's a load of directors in there and stuff, um, loads of stuff about Blackula, loads of stuff about the sort of black exploitation things from the seventies. It was really, yeah, it was, it was fairly, fairly interesting. I imagine there was a, a fair bit on Night of the Living Dead. Was there? Yeah, yeah, there was a good bit of Night, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Obviously, um, pretty much one of the first uh, black horror mm. protagonists. Um, so yeah. It was all. Yeah, I'll check it out. It was, it was all very interesting, very interesting to sort of see how it progressed and how in the nineties, you know, the, the black actors and actresses sort of they filled yeah. specific roles in horror movies, which is like the friend, the wisecracker, or the person who's going to die first. You know, obviously that massive cliche. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was interesting to see everybody sort of discuss it and and, and, and sort of gonna, talk about what the future is as well. Are you going to stick with your Shudder subscription? Are you going to? Well, I might watch one of one or two more things in the week. I mean, it's quite mm. cheap, isn't it? Is it like five pounds? 
499 or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so maybe I'll stick with it for a little while. Yeah. If if I st- if a few I stick good with things it for, on there. If I stick with it for a few months. Yeah. Um then obviously I can judge whether I'm going to be I think all the channel it. channel 0 stuff is on there. So Yeah, I thought that, but I did have a look and I couldn't find it, so I don't yeah. know if I was looking in the wrong place. Well, uh like two sections is like the series bit and the and the film's bits. Yeah, yeah. That's but right. um also a lot of stuff that's on the American one just isn't on the English one. So you either have to VPN it if that's if you're uh, inclined to. Or uh go over, get a plane to America. Ah, yeah. I mean that yeah, exactly. Go over, get a plane, then then what? Yeah. Just like get Watch check shudder. into a hotel. <laughs> yeah. Watch shudder and go. Oh, you had a trip to America, what did you do? Just stayed at a motel, mate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, classic, classic. Yeah. I've um I've been on a bit of a Clive Barker kick after reading some of these essays that I mentioned okay. last week. Uh, so I watched, rewatched Midnight Meat Train and I watched oh, yeah. Dread for the first time. So they're both based on stories from the Books of Blood. Midnight Meat Train is not a, like a perfect film in any sense of the word, but it, it is a lot of fun to watch. And I think it's like it's got all of the sort of fun slashery stuff that we like. It's got Bradley Cooper before he was Bradley Cooper big. I mean, he's still tall, <laughs> but like, uh, he's not like. I think this he's is one of his first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and the ma- the main gist is so Bradley Cooper's a photographer in New York, and he's trying to take a pic- trying to break into the art world, and he wants to explore the real heart of New York City. Um, and as part of this, he starts to follow um, a-, a guy who keeps getting on the tra- the people who get going missing as he on his this last train in-, in the New York subway system as well. Uh, but he starts trying to get photos of this guy who is a butcher, um, and he keeps seeing him on on the last train. And he f- basically, the butcher is Vinnie Jones, the best Vinnie Jones role of ever. He doesn't talk, so I mean, the less Vinnie Jones talks, the better his sort of yeah, performance yeah, yeah. sort of comes across. Uh, but he's really intimidating, and Vinnie Jones is basically like slaughtering people on his train, um, processing them, and like the, the gore. That's probably the gore. Some of it is very CGI blood, sort of splashes and the sort yeah, of yeah. nonsense stuff. But then there's a lot of like physical practical effects as well. There's one bit when he's prepping the meat, so he's like shaving the hair, he's popping out eyeballs, taking teeth out and nails off, and it's it's really really lovely to see. Um, <laughs> but then like, I don't want to spoil it, but like the big reveal is like what they're actually doing, um, and Bradley Cooper gets to see the heart of of the city. If you're not if you're not read the story, it's Probably one of my favourite Clive Barker short stories. And then Dread, the other one, obviously didn't have as big a budget, nowhere near as big. Um, it feels almost like a studenty sort of film, but it's it's still worth watching. It's about it's about a guy uh at college who uh has a puts on a research project about dread and they interview people and that's what he's scared of. And then this guy who has his own personal trauma starts to try to uh, recreate people people's deep seated fears to push them to meet what he calls the beasts. Um, and it's uh, the, so. For example, one of them is a, a a vegan to the point where she sees meat, she's sick. So she he locks her in a room. This is a little bit later. Sorry, he locks her into a room with a piece of cooked steak um, and says he won't, she won't he won't let her out until she eats it. Um, and then. Like a week goes by, and the longer she waits, the more maggots Wait. and stuff start to grow into this, uh, growing this meat. Uh, oh. So she has to eat it quick before, um, it, you know, goes more and more disgusting. And it ends with her devouring this maggot-ridden, horrible piece of steak right down to the bone, um, just eating every single last drop. It's uh, it's gross, but it's uh, it's it's a fun little if you like low-budget sort of little horror stuff. Yeah. It, it's worth watching. I- what year was that made in? I want to say probably 2010-ish. Okay. Yeah, but both, both of them are really worth watching. Uh, Midnight Meat Train, I think, is more fun. Uh, but the ending, like the final sting of Dread, is 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 pretty great. It's a nice little sting in the tail at the end of it there. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, yeah. Other than that, I don't think I've, seen, I've not seen either of those. So, uh... yeah, they're good. Um Midnight Meat Train is oh, it's not as good as Candyman and that kind of stuff, but it's um I actually think it's better than Hellraiser 2. Yeah. So on the scale of Clive Barker, I think it's up okay. there. Yeah. 
Interesting. And then, and then it was uh, today's film that we watched as well. Um, number ninety-five and IGN's top one hundred horror movies of all time. Have you seen this before? Trick or treat? I've ne- I have not seen this before. I'm not entirely sure why. Um, I've always been aware of it being mm. a being a thing, but I've never I've never seen it before. So this was a brand new experience for me. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So, um, have you got any details on it? Got the deets. I got the deets. So, uh, Trick or Treat is a 2007 American anthology comedy film written and directed by Ma- Michael. <laughs> film, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> written and directed by Michael Doherty, uh, produced by Brian Singer. The film stars Dylan Baker, Rochelle Eitz, uh, Anna Paquin, and Brian Cox. Um, four Halloween short stories with a common element in them who is Sam, a mysterious child trick-or-treater wearing shabby orange footy pajamas and a burlap sack on his head. Footy pajamas? The mug. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? So basically, it's five interwoven stories that occur yeah. on Halloween. Yeah. An everyday high school prin- principal has a secret life of a serial killer. A college virgin might have just met the guy for her. A group of teenagers play a mean prank. A woman who loathes the night has to contend with her holiday-obsessed husband. And a mean old man... Meets his match with a demonic supernatural trick-or-treater. Yeah, this is what uh, Arnold T. Blumberg over at IGN had to say. Anthologies are tough to pull off. Inevitably, they're uneven, with one or more stories falling short. Worse, they're hard to present as anything other than a collection of tales, with the occasional perfunctory framing sequence that fails to unify them, except perhaps in general theme. And then there's this movie, which not only presents all of its creepy chapters as taking place in one particular Halloween night, Extra credit for daring to tread on that holiday, but in a non-linear, non-linear presentation that eventually rewards the viewer by lining everything up in seamless style. The presence of the mascot like Sam only adds to the fun, as do delightfully disturbing appearances by actors like Dylan Baker and Anna Paquin. Thanks to this film, Halloween is no longer just a night that he came home. Uh, it's got 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.8 out of 10 and IMDb. And it's, I mean... That character Sam pops up like on we see like fan art of like horror icons now Freddy and Jason that kind of thing. I I keep seeing Sam pop up more and more. He's definitely yeah. like infiltrated the horror iconography. Yeah, yeah. But it's um that's true. What are your initial thoughts? Um, so I'd I'd always heard sort of a lot of positive things about this film and you know when you mention it just as when i mentioned that i was watching it a lot of people sort of said oh yeah that's that's pretty good if i remember right um not sure again why it passed me by i guess this i mean how would you consider a traditional anthology because in terms of anthology they're all linked by a lot of characters that kind of cross over and are we made to think that this is taking place just over one night yeah solely one night and if you you can see other characters from other stories in the background of some of the stories. Okay. If you know what I mean, right? Just in the, I know, I know it's that a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, like it almost took me out. I mean, I know that's, that's good and that's interesting and that's something that works well in terms of anthology, but it kind of took me out of it a little bit in terms of being a strict anthology with like different stories that were, does that make sense? Yeah. It kind of, it kind of took me out of it a little bit. I don't know. I don't know why, and I think uh, some sections of the film are definitely stronger than others. Um, I wasn't always, you know, bang into. There was like a se- a middle section of the film where I think I was really invested, but I think the start and the end, yeah, the sort of bookends, yeah. I kind of felt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I felt like it's a little bit weak or sort of aimless. I don't know, but it's also weird in the sense that most anthologies. Um, they, they, I think what you're getting at is they tell one story and then you move from those characters to the next one. Whereas this one kind of has like an inter, like a interlocking thing. So, like you'll yeah. have one scene from one story and then it will go into the next scene of another story and then it will and it will loop back and finish the previous story and that kind yeah. of thing. Um, so it depends. I, I think that's designed to sort of show that it's all happening at the same time. Yeah, it reminded me of you know sometimes when you watch a TV show and. Yeah you're really invested in like two characters and you're like, Oh yeah, I'm enjoying this story. And then, but then there's, goes to the but then there's another, yeah. another two characters, even not, not always in another episode, but in the same episode 
or something else is happening. Oh, and it yeah, obviously yeah. It kind of swings back and forth between the two stories sometimes in a, in a TV show. Some it, I felt like that a little bit when you go to mm. someone else and you're a bit like, oh, come on, just get away from the, like. I mean, it was very, there were a lot of cl- super annoying cliches in this film. And I mean, it's only what, like 12 years old. But I mean, perhaps that was kind of the point, you know, but like, I think the teenager, yeah. the teenage girls and sort of how they acted and their sort of thing was a bit. I think it was I, definitely meant to be sort of the point. I think. Yeah. I think it, so it was sort of uh, Scooby-Doo-esque in the sort of the, yeah. the cartoonishness yeah. of it all. Uh, but I think that was definitely. So that puts me off the film as much as it puts me onto it. So I can understand and appreciate what they're doing, but um at the same time, it is a little bit cliche in the characters and the way it's it could, coming it, out. I, yeah, I agree. I felt like it could have easily been like a kid's film if it was just slightly, if it was framed slightly differently and a, yeah. one or two moments of like extreme gore yeah. were removed or off screen. It felt a bit hocus pocus. Well, yeah, so this is what I've put down. So I, I'm like thinking it's like a graduation film for people who've been watching Are You Afraid of the Dark or watching Goosebumps. And now they're coming of age and they're like, I need that, but with a few gory bits in to sort of ease me into full horror movies, like yeah. where actual people, people get beheaded and bigger stuff happens. But um, it's, it's definitely that. I feel like the director was like, I want to make an episode of a whole season of Are You Afraid of the Dark in an hour and a half and then we'll throw in some gore. Because it's, like, it's some of the sequences. It's like the one with the kids, especially. I swear I've seen that episode of Are You yeah. Afraid of the Dark at some point. Yeah. And there was nothing in that really to sort of make to make it in particularly gory that would have made it, you know. Uh... No, I think other other than the fact, well, we'll get into that story a bit more. But other than the fact that like it's about a load of kids dying, um, but I don't yeah. I don't know. If, I think are you afraid of darker kids dying all the time? There's <laughs> kids dying. Yeah. All, there's definitely kids dying in Goosebumps, right? I'll tell you what. Uh, uh... I don't know about Goosebumps, actually. I kind of feel like they would come back or like they'd be saved in some way or another. Maybe. I can't remember. R.L. Stein, you coward! (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's very slick, this film. Like, the direction, the the budget was obviously there. Like, the the way uh, the editing and the way things, like, smushed together and stuff was all very slick. It didn't feel... It felt like a lot of love had gone to it. So this is the guy who wrote and directed uh, Krampus. Now he's doing Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a, again, going from that to this. Sorry, it was this first, then Krampus, right? Yeah. And then got, like, being given, like, a huge blockbuster yeah. CGI popcorn fest with, like, major stars in it and that. It's a bit... Yeah. Well, Krampus, I feel, like, takes on from this... Is a like a is a spiritual sequel to this quite nicely. Like it's yeah, it's that same sort of um, where it feels like it should be. It's like for people who are f- between twelve and fifteen, <laughs> that sort yeah. of age group. It's like a fa- uh, it's like a horror fairy tale or such, isn't it? Like, yeah, uh... yeah. But yeah, so some like some like you said, some of the sections in this film I didn't enjoy as much as others. Some of them I really liked, um, but. I don't know, I just feel like it's... This is a good film to watch on Halloween. If you just got mates around and you just want to stick something on, it, it's pretty decent. Like you can't yeah. go wrong, really. Mm. Aye. Yeah. So, looking in the, in the plot a bit more, um, we've got... Uh, which story does it open? Oh, yeah, so it opens with the guy who likes porno. That's what it's... That's what it's <laughs> it happens with the guy who likes porno. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, there's a... A couple, they've been out. Been, we only find out later on that they've been doing some sort of parade or something. They're dressed in... Yeah, cause it looks weird because it looks like two adults have just gone trick-or-treating. <laughs> it does, yeah. That's what I thought. I was a bit and like... And then they're going to watch the porno. <laughs> finish yeah, our, yeah, exactly. finish our sweets. The yeah. perfect Friday night, <laughs> eh? So uh, they've got home. The guy is like, I love Halloween. It's the best thing in the world. Uh, and yep. the, the girl is like, I hate Halloween. It's the worst thing in the world. And they go, well... That's our differences. Opposites attract. Yeah, but she, and then he's like, "I like to watch uh, porno and have sex." And she's like, "I like to put away Halloween decorations." <laughs> yeah, I'd much rather. I'll tell you what really turned me on, mate. Making sure this lawn is tidy. <laughs> yeah, and, and it hasn't got any ghosts hanging off it, hanging hanging all around it anymore. All yeah. right, so you go and give yourself the five knuckle shuffle. 
Is that what she says? I don't didn't catch that bit, but yeah. I don't think she that. says that, but she basically just says, see you later, mate. And he goes, yeah. right, I'm off. I'm off to give myself a yeah. treat. And then, I don't know how to describe this bit because it, it's, it is what it is. She gets killed. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a bit of a sequence where she's looking under things and she gets caught under a uh, quilt and then it's been stabbed, but we don't see anything happen. It has that, that kind of late noughties effect where you just hear a and then something will splash. Like there'd be a splash of blood on a wall or yeah. a splash of blood on a window normally. So this is against the inside of the quilt. Yeah. And then it's like... Um, some kids sort of see it happening, but they go, oh, it's Halloween. Yeah. So uh, clearly it's just someone mucking a bat. Yeah. But they run, they run away, don't they? And then the, the guy wakes up. He's got like tissue stuck to his hand. Like, what's... <laughs> And then he runs downstairs. Is he? What's he dressed as? Because in my head, he's dressed as a gimp, remember. but I don't think he is. <laughs> I don't remember him being a gimp. Uh... <laughs> in my head, I'm thinking, what was this guy dressed as? A gimp? What was she dressed as? To be fair, initially, a robot. Because she had like boxes. Oh yeah, a robot. Stupid. Stupid I recognise her. She is. She is. She is the journalist from Iron Man. That's the, that's the only thing I recognised her from. Ooh. She I was a journalist. I but she's dead now anyway not in real life just yeah, in this yeah. uh, and the guy is from Supernatural he plays oh. I think so he looks like a guy from Supernatural oh. a lot of them do handsome you know the type <laughs> handsome so yeah so he, after having his hand shandy he comes yeah. out and finds <laughs> finds her like head on a mutilated corpse on display with like a big old it's got a lollipop lo- in her mouth yeah got a big old lollipop in her mouth and she looks like bloody hell I can't believe I'm dead she's got yeah. that face she has yeah Oh, that's the face I've got when I'm dead. On the yeah. toilet. Oh, <laughs> on the toilet, Elvis. <laughs> uh, and then we have you know, like a nice little opening credit sequence. And I think oh, yeah. it's all that's like good. comic book themed. Um, so I guess that leans into what he's going for. It's like, and he even says like four scary tales. Yeah. Here's a picture of what's exactly what's going to happen in each one. <laughs> Yeah, so um, don't pause it at any point because you'll yeah. get spoilers here in the intro. It's got Jeez. a nice cover. There's a cover of issue one with Sam on it. Yeah. Um, it's like Sam, a thing Sam I'd Weiss. like to have. Yeah, Samwise Gamgee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to own Yeah, it's, it's, it's lovely, isn't it? Mm. And then we go to our next story, which I'm going to call The Demon Headmaster, which I think was a <laughs> thing at one point. but uh, Starring... Like... Starring... Dylan Dylan, Dylan Baker, who was also um, Peter Parker's teacher in Spider-Man. Wasn't he Dr. Connors? He was essentially going to be the lizard. He was Dr. Connors and he had an arm off. He was essentially going to be the lizard, but obviously they never eventually, they never went for that in the end because obviously Spider-Man 4 got Sam Raimi's perfect trilogy got destroyed. But yeah, so I just kept thinking, Peter Parker went. This wouldn't happen on Peter Parker's watch, would it? No, no. Uh, also, he's so there's a kid. There's basically a kid going around kicking uh, jack o' lanterns. Mm-hmm. What we don't call them that. What do we call them? Pumpkins. Pumpkin. Do we, do we have we a them. different name for them? I feel like no, we, we, just call, we, we just call them their name, pumpkin. I think we do. Yeah. Well, he's kicking these pumpkins. He's smashing um, them up. He's going around. He's a right little vandal, isn't he? He's a right bastard. He's dressed... I think he's supposed to be, like, Chucky. He's got, like, the striped T-shirt on. He's got, like, yeah. red dyes. Curly hair. Curly hair. He's very fat. Like, one of the fattest kids. He's pretty I mean, chunky, ever. yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he did a Christian Bale. He put the, the weight on for the role. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> he was he was stick thin before that, and they're like, listen, mate, yeah. you're going to have to eat a block of butter every day and, to uh, get into character for a three and a half minute sequence. And it was worth it. I mean, the diabetes, you know, they'll have that for, for now. But yeah. uh, it's for the role. Um, so anyway, he's kicking these pumpkins over. He, Dylan Baker's left um, a big pot of candy outside, and it says, take one. It's like an honor system. This kid has no honor. He's like, fuck that. I think... I don't think many kids would listen to that rule. I mean, he's like dishing his hand in. He's like scuffing them all up. Yeah. Um, but Dylan Baker turns up. He says, uh, you should check your candy. But because on the wrapper, it says, this will kill you. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, exactly. what would it say? How could you, you check your candy? You've got to have a t- <laughs> someone tasting it for you. Like a, yeah. like a Royal aid. <laughs> yeah. That's poison, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then the kid starts to vomit up ridiculous amounts of uh, sick. Yeah, ridiculous amounts of like um, bovril. Yeah. It's like he's had a lovely bovril drink. It's just pure black. It yeah. looks like tar, doesn't it? It looks, yeah. I mean, it's awful. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And there must have been some coming out the other side as well, but we don't get to see that. Um, oh, damn it! Unfortunately. Um, but the kid drops dead. There's literally that sick, like sick and blood all over the stairs. This is why I, th- I think he's maybe the worst serial killer. Yeah, the he, makes the, he, he literally makes the most... Like, imagine people just started walking past yeah. and saw that. They'd be like, well, what on earth no, is going he's on? killing that kid with sweets. Don't worry, he's just had too much candy. Yeah. But look Dude. at that man, he's being sick, Jesus. Yeah, he's dying. Oh, it's candy. Anyway, this, did, this bit did make me feel a bit sick, actually. I think there's there's a certain level of vomit in films and whatever else that, that I can deal with, but sometimes when this happens, I feel a bit like, oh. This is slightly more real than the sick... Like um, Evil Dead Sick. Like Evil Dead Sick yeah. is like a you yeah. feel there's a hose inside that prosthetic's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is coming out not quite a, a yeah. ridiculous. It's coming out. It's got a nice trajectory, you know. Yeah, we've all been sick a bit like that. Not the same color, but you know when you've just had way too many uh, uh, Thatcher's gold the night yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, he he carries the kid into the back garden. He has a pre-dug hole. Um, and so he throws the kid in um, and he starts like hitting him. Like the kid's coming back to life and he's like hitting him with a shovel. He's like chopping bits of fingers off. Coming like... back to life. <laughs> he's like. He's reanimating. Well, that... so, he... so he's obviously not dead. Ain't fully dead. Yeah. Ain't fully dead, is he? And uh, so <laughs> the teacher's like using his shovel to like dig bits of fingers off and stuff. The, the neighbor's dog sticks its head through and starts making a load of noise. He's yeah. like, oh, no, someone's going to spot me here in my back garden when well, I didn't really care about the front garden but the back garden is really where the danger yeah, yeah. is so he makes another stupid mistake he throws a piece of evidence a finger for the dog in the, yeah. into the garden it's like that's going to that. come back like how is that awful, not going to come awful back awful serial killer yeah exactly as soon as you get oh ridiculous it's just that dog shits like that finger that's it yeah someone <laughs> so I don't think he's going to shit out his full finger um <laughs> I don't know what. I mean, they'll find a bone or something. Somewhere. Maybe a swallow a hole. You never yeah, know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but like the neighbors nearly catching him. The neighbors is Brian Cox playing a like a grumpy, drunken man. Um, the kid, his his own son, is in the house shouting about, "Will you help me with the eyes?" Um, he's like, "Yeah, I'll help you with the eyes with, with Jack O'Lantern." It's just it it is pretty you know it's pretty amusing to see. It's uh. It's always nice to see a guy trying to hide a body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so his his neighbours are uh, Mister Krieg. He lives there. What are you doing out there? Yeah. Hello, Mister Krieg. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they have a they have an exchange. I don't even know yeah. what they say to each other. But I think it ends with him saying, "He's oh, he says screw you or something to him." <laughs> Cheers, mate. Nice to see you. Yeah. Screw you. <laughs> Goodbye, Mister Krieg. And then as he's going back inside, we see a quick shot of Mr. Krieg, who looks like he's panicking uh, yeah, for some he's reason. He's at the window going, help me, yeah. I'm at the window. But it's a pretty uh, perfect the... impression. That... <laughs> I'm a, help me, I'm at the window. But yeah, then the principal kind of sees it happen and goes, Pah. "Yeah, save yourself, buddy. Pah. So then the kid's, his kid's still shouting, help me with the eyes. And he goes in, and then he goes down to the basement, and then he helps him. Doesn't do anything with the eyes. Um, they're looking at the, basically the kid's severed head is on the table. Yeah, and I don't know why. Wonder why they've done that. Unless like they're gonna are they gonna make a jack o' lantern out of that? I think I think thought that was the finished thing. It was like spinning around the kind of severed head. You know, the kind of well done son <laughs> sort of hug. So he's basically training his young son to also be a serial killer. But what's he gonna do with the eyes? Like he's gonna pop them out. Maybe pop them out and. I don't know. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's the end of the demon headmaster. Yeah. Um and then uh the next story was about I think we have like a little interlocking one here with a, a, a vampire drinking the blood of some girl in a parade. Yeah. Some sort of like masked man just like drinking someone's blood and then maybe Finger in it? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's like an interlude, but then the next story is there's like a group of young trick-or-treaters, aren't there? Yeah. Who, whose names are 
Macy, Sarah, Chip, and Schrader. Schrader. Hi, guys. I'm Schrader. Paul Schrader. What's Paul the guy uh, who plays Ultron? Oh, yeah. His name is... Oh, is Paul Schrader? Oh, something, isn't it? Well, I've forgotten. Ultron Man. James Spader. That's the James one. Spader. <laughs> Paul Schrader and James Spader in Spader. The Return of Ultron. <laughs> so, yeah, um, they meet um, Rhonda, who's like a big fan of Halloween. She loves Halloween, right? She's dressed as a witch. She's like, Halloween's all this. She's got all these facts about Halloween. Yeah. It's kind you of Asperger's as well. That's what they say, I think. Yeah, she got that. She got it, she got it all, mate. <laughs> she got that. And she ain't not just for Halloween. And she got a hat. Yeah. <laughs> They're not just for Halloween. Yeah. yeah, they go to. They all travel to like a local quarry. We don't get enough local quarries in the UK, do we? No. Um, it's like a, uh, actually, no. I did grow up next to one, uh, but it didn't have like. A, <laughs> it didn't have. No, a... no, we don't get any local. I did grow up next to one, <laughs> and I live next to one now. And everywhere I've lived, I've lived next to a local quarry. Yeah, well, there was one, but it didn't have the. Um... So this this one has like a, an elevator. And to get down to the base level, and all it yep. takes is for a kid to uh, Jimmy with the wires for it to work. Yeah. Jimmy with just, the wires. Yeah, exactly. That's so just, they leave it and they go. No, no one, no one's ever going to get down there in this lift. And they go, "What if a kid Jimmy's with the wires?" No, nah, never yeah. happened. Yeah, it looks like it's been unused for years as well. Uh, but it's like, okay, so they go, <clears throat> they go to the quarry, and then the girls like the bitchy, Russian bitch face girl is like, "I'm going to tell a story." It'll scare the pants right off of your uh, face. Um, <laughs> and then she, she proceeds to tell the story of a load of troubled kids, not troubled in the sense of um, naughty, troubled in the sense of mentally challenged kids. Yep, yep. But we're on a bus, and some somehow no one was like really liked these kids, and all of the parents somehow all got the together. Parents at the how, same does that, time. how does that? Like, there was all like the a parents. WhatsApp group. You know, I'm yeah. a bit sick of my kid now, actually. Me too. Kill him? <laughs> Kill him? Question mark? Kill him? Question mark? <laughs> Joke? Question mark? <laughs> of course I'm joking, lol. And then a little cheeky monkey face. Yeah, um, yeah so they all, all the parents get together and they pay the bus driver to dispose of them. I feel like, how much is he getting paid for this? Horrible. Yeah. Mass murder of like eight kids. Yeah. He gives, so them, the more dr- su- he gives them more sweets at the end. Yeah, I mean that's just like just get it over and done with, isn't it? If don't don't waste time with the sweets. Yeah. So something weird happens where like he ready to pop the question. The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What do they? What do they, he like? Well, he does. One of them gets so he's going to drive the bus into the uh, bottom of the quarry, and they're all going to all the kids are going to drown. And that'd be that'd be done. Uh, but one of the kids, uh, his mutant power is that he can get out of any handcuff or anything. So he slips out. He moistens his arms and yep. slips out, um, and then he drives the bus with the bus driver on it, 
into the quarry. Straight, straight off the edge of the quarry. It's like, what are you trying to... You idiot. Yeah, that's what he was trying to do in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's like, like wrestling gonna... a gun off of a killer's hand. <laughs> and go, I'll do it. And then shooting yourself in the head. Yeah. <laughs> it's like doing that. Or someone's mugging you and you just yeah. go, and you push him off and you just go, right, that's it. Just take it. <laughs> take yeah. it. That'll show you. What you oh, doing? wait. I'm kicking the exact my ass. Same. I'm, I'm, I'm kicking my ass. Do you mind? Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's just like uh, what you were trying to do. I'm just going to do it for you. Yeah. So basically, the end of this urban legend is that all the, everyone died in the crash. Is that the police? The no, bus, the sorry. Bus driver got, is that the bus driver? He, yeah. he crawled out. He didn't bring any kids with him. Mind selfish. No. Yeah. Um, but he gets away. Uh, maybe with no money, but he, d- he definitely doesn't have his sweets anymore. Uh, so uh, then they go. They go on the left. The Jimmy, Jimmy the wires. Uh, and then they go to the lift, three of them at a time, the first three go down, um, and they leave Rhonda, our uh, underdog in this little group. So, and... yeah, so basically they said they're going to give eight jack-o'-lanterns as tribute to the yeah. dead kid. Yeah. I don't think the kids want it. They why, don't want why, the why would they? They're dead. Like, yeah, but even, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, they all turned out to be a big ruse. Um, they playing a big scary prank on Rhonda. They, they pretended to be zombies. You know, we've all done it as kids, you know, put that much effort into anything. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, Rhonda, like, obviously goes ape shit, like, yeah. runs away screaming, and then they obviously all go, hey, it was just a joke. We're not really zombies. Look at that. Yeah. Um, and then one of, she, like, one of them, like, kicks a lantern into the quarry's lake, and then the quarry, the quarry lake, sorry, and then yeah. then... The actual, actual zombies, zombie <laughs> children come up. All the dead kids from the, yeah. from the school bus, all with various masks and Halloween costumes on, like they didn't have it on the bus earlier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they sort of all chase all the kids to the eleva- elevator, but Rhonda just like gets in the elevator on her own and leaves them there. Yeah, as she's about to go to the padlock, her hand goes to the button instead. She goes, she goes, yeah. And then like she sort of takes on the resting bitch face as she's like leaving. He becomes the yeah. the soul of the rest of bitch face girl goes <laughs> yeah. into her exactly. There we go. Yeah, I kind of feel like as she was uh, presses that button, you know that thing with like the eight bit um, sunglasses comes onto her face and the, and the <laughs> Deal Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Snoop Dogg. Yeah, it's pretty much that. Yeah, and you don't you don't see the zombies like um, kill the kill the other kids, but you kind of just hear them screaming, so you assume that they're getting getting the yeah. You hear the, some. Um, Splattering noises. And, oh, <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Martin. Yeah, you get like that kind of stuff. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> and while she's leaving, we see um, Sam, who is the little um, Halloween dude yeah. with a little sack on his head and a little baby. How old do you reckon this kid is under here? Well, if, judging by his hands, he's got the. Yeah. Very thin fingers, but they're thin and long, so Ooh. it's difficult. To, I would have said. I reckon he was like five or something. Oh, eight. okay. Oh, okay. Well, I don't, I don't know, kids. You, you've got a you understand. I don't know, kids. <laughs> I, I mean, I've seen kids, but I don't know. Kids, I've got no reference right? for the uh, how long the fingers should be. Well, luckily, I've, I've got I've got a, I've got a child's hand chart on my wall. <laughs> so all I, all I did was I was watching the film. I looked over at the chart briefly. I went five. Yeah. And it had like one with the the baggy sort of thing on it as well. So oh, that's that's the right one. That's the perfect one, eh? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sam just sort of wanders about. Um, yeah. Hi-up. All right, love. <laughs> that's the end of that story. That's the end of that chapter. That, that's that. Sam has the voice of Pee Wee Herman as well. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've done it since the last time I did it, so it's going to be ridiculous. Well, when was the last time we did it? What was we t- what were we talking about? It was, I don't remember, but we, it was definitely on one of these episodes where I was doing the Pee Wee Herman voice. Yeah. It's the only time it comes out. I, I don't think I could do it when I'm not on the podcast. If you just saw me on the street and said, do the Pee Wee Herman voice, I'd be like, yeah. I'd do like, <laughs> oh yeah, all right. I think that's it. I'm not, sure. yeah. I'm not even sure no, if that's, that's it anymore, Luke. <laughs> it's good enough. I never really watched the Pee Wee Big Adventure movies, so. Uh, me neither. Me you know, neither. It's, it's right for me. It's weird, um, isn't it? So then we we kick off into I think the weakest portion of oh, the yeah. this evening. This is kind of like this is the weakest portion of the evening. This is like um you've just had a all right starter. Yeah. Um and then what was that the main the last one? I don't know. 
maybe, but well, maybe you get two mains. You get two mains. That was one main, and it was all right. Yeah. And this next main is basically like um. Uh, I, I kind of saw like the the twist coming. From the game. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of thought something was going down. I mean, not necessarily that that exact twist. Yeah. But yeah. So they've got Laurie um, arrives in town with her sister Danielle, and they meet up with their friends Maria and Janet. Oh, hey, I'm a hip young teenager called Janet. Of course you are. Yeah. That's a very uh, '90s teenager name, I think. Janet. Janet. Yeah, Janet. So Laurie is played by Anna Paquin, and she's dressed as Little Red Riding Hood. The rest of them are dressed as various sexy fairy tale. Well, I've got like Cinderella, yeah. Snow White, Brave, uh, a Brave, <laughs> a Brave. Um, yeah. So obviously, one of them's like Anna Paquin's. Like, I want my first time to be special. She's mm. playing a teenager. Anna Paquin's got to be like thirty-five in this film, surely. Yeah. <laughs> She's just perpetually like. A teenager, it seems, in whatever. Uh, and the other girls are kind of like a little bit, you know, they're a bit confident. They're like picking up guys and like saying, "Come, come, meet me at this place. It's going to be great." Yeah, uh, and then um, so the all the the sisters all go off to this place. I think it's called Shepherd's or Lamb's Point or something. Um, <laughs> Is that really what it's called? So it's one of the so like, fucking like, stupid. Yeah, um, and then she's like, "I'm running late, uh, but." I found a stalker now, so I'll, I'll meet you there. But this this stalker guy, the, the leather gimpy vampire guy, is he actually Assassin, a vampire? Because Assassin's I'm, Creed, yeah, Assassin's Creed guy. No, he's not an actual vampire, is he? Because they take off, they take his fake fangs off. Yeah, but he uh, kills someone earlier in the film, doesn't he? Yeah, he does with his like fake fang teeth. He killed him with fake fang teeth. Well, maybe they're just like they're not like little plastic it. ones. They're like they must be like proper metallic ones or something. So he's just killing people, biting the necks like a vampire. Yeah, I guess so. It's weird. If this happens the same night, and the the reveal of who the character is, it's like, what's this, what's going on with him? I feel like he should have just been a vampire. Like, yeah, yeah, that would have made more sense considering the uh, the it, twist. Yeah, in this particular episode. But um, so he attacks Laurie. Uh, but then the the twist is that I don't know what she does to him. He must just like break his legs or something because she sort of throws him into the. Yeah, he's like he attacks her, and then later on he just sort of falls into the. It doesn't seem to. Does, does he fall from a tree? Does he, also, he fall from? It seems very small. He's like she's like wrapped him in this sort of burrito of uh, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. red. It's like I don't think red she's actually done anything to him. She's just tied him very tightly into the yeah. into the thing. It's been tucked in too tight. He's <laughs> <laughs> been tucked into. You're ready for bed. You're gonna tuck you in. Burn you ever been tucked in before, you bitch. Yeah. Um. But then all of them start to... You, you sort of see all the other boys that they'd been flirting with earlier that night. Oh, the other boys. <laughs> and they're all dead. They're um, all dead, yeah. They're all dead, mate. They're all bloody dead, aren't they? Uh, so then they start to arrive around and dance, put on some music, and then they shed their skin and um, be, be werewolves. And, the, and then they... And then she eats the guy. Yeah, and they start turning into werewolves. I mean... I don't think you see enough of these transformations to see if they're actually good transformations. You only see very. You see them. There's like a couple slapping of slapping the skin around. Yeah, there's a lot of skin slapping about, like skin ripping off and yeah. all that shit. Unzipping. Um, it feels like they're unzipping. unzipping. Like. I always feel like that kind of transformation. I think you got to get that back on eventually, right? Is yeah, that how it works. And that, imagine how difficult it'd be to get. Like, you know, you get like a rubber glove. Sometimes it's really difficult because your fingers <laughs> get stuck. You're trying ah. to get it all through, but like an entire arm length of stuff. That must be so bad. Yeah. So obviously that dude, the, the sexual predator, what if you put on a bit of weight into trying to put like, the skin on in the transition. Like, yeah. Well, the thing is, as a vamp, as a werewolf, you're eating a lot of bodies. You're bound to put on a bit of timber. A bit of bloat, like bloatage, just after. Yeah. You're just eating like an old man's head. And then they need to have a nap and a poo, and then they can get back in. Oh. <laughs> in what order? Though? <laughs> at the same time, who knows? Either it's at the same time sleep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, obviously the dude is Wilkins. The uh, the principal did you say that already is it yeah what are you talking about it's the same dude it's still a baker <laughs> I, I was like oh, i recognize that guy from something <laughs> from, from yeah, this so same working. film so it's so it is it's, it's working it's the same dude uh, yeah. as previously earlier as previously earlier as that's, earlier as earlier that seems also, a little look, bit forced though, doesn't it it seems forced and what's going on like is night 
you thought he, he was happy with cutting, cutting a kid's head off and making a jack-o'-lantern. Not only has he left his kid at home alone. Yeah. Get social services involved. And not only is he having, teaching his kid to be a serial killer, he's also left him at home while he goes out dressed as a, a kinky, leather, <laughs> Assassin's Creed vampire to bite and murder women. But he ends up getting turned into a burrito and rape-killed rape rape. by yeah. werewolves. Yeah. Right, yeah, well, yeah, it's a big night for him. <laughs> it's a it's a real big night for him, and now he's yeah. dead. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense, but it does seem a bit forced. I think uh, maybe that's why I was like, it's not the same guy, surely not. And then Sam is there, just chilling, watching the vampire, watching the werewolves like eat. Oh, my God! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he goes off for his, the final story involving Sam. Um, yeah. So, basically, Sam... Um, is like this this spirit of Halloween, and if you don't follow the rules of Halloween, he uh, comes to kill you. Uh, so the reason he killed the girl at the start of the film is because she was taking the decorations down before Halloween night was over. And then Mr. Krieg, um, what does he do? He refuses to give sweets to kids or something. Yeah, I think he just goes. He he scares scares kids away and like oh, steals them. Steals he their dresses sweets. his dog up in a. Like yeah, a, scary a eyes. Scary eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So Krieg is played by Brian Cox mm. with like a fake nose on, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he had like a fake nose. His nose was long and thin. Yeah. Because usually he looks like um Sam Allardyce, but he, yeah. he looked nothing like Sam. <laughs> he looked nothing like Sam Allardyce at this point. He had long hair and a long, thin, weird, lemony snicket nose. Interesting. I've got a bit of trivia about that. Uh, but yeah, so he's about Sam Allardyce. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, interesting though. Tidbit in there. <laughs> But, Great. So, uh, Brian Cox, he steals his candy and he starts to eat a chocolate bar, puts it on his table. And he's like, he won't, who eats half a chocolate bar? It's uh, it's unnatural. Also, he doesn't check his candy to see if this will kill him or not. Yeah, exactly. His next door neighbor is is yeah. poisoning it. He's yeah. got to be more vigilant. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so then he gets, I don't know. Then he goes outside to see what all the noises are at. Okay, and that's from earlier in the film. Yeah, so we get a nice little crossover there. Yeah. And he comes back it's a bit earlier in the film, but like in terms of the timeline, Sam is basically goes to his house, but at the same time like not lot not like earlier, Wilkins was he was in the garden and then Wilkins managed to go out and rape and kill people and bite people's necks. Well, I guess this does oh actually this says earlier, doesn't it? I think when this one oh, starts, right, okay. I think it this says the earlier one. So earlier. maybe the, maybe in terms of the timeline the werewolves thing is the last that last yeah, that's one. that's the final, yeah. Okay. Um so um yeah, so then uh so Sam's in the house basically. Uh the dog doesn't I don't think the dog oh, what happens to the dog? I think you think the dog may be maybe gotten, but then you don't actually see it gotten. Not sure. Or ever again. I'm not too sure. Um but anyway, so it's a big sort of um, uh, scrap between Sam and uh, Brian Cox. Sam Brian Cox has got like a shotgun. Yeah. And he's like, blow it. So obviously we see Sam unmasked as this evil pumpkin-headed monster child. Yeah. I mean, before that, I think he cuts off his hand. Well, he shoots him, doesn't he, in the head? Or yeah. Something. And then he cuts off his hand and all this stuff. And the hand starts moving on its own. So that's the first time we think, oh, Sam's supernatural. Or something yeah. supernatural about this guy's hands moving on its own. He's so supernatural. Yeah. Uh, also, like, there's, there's a lot of fun stuff. Brian Cox falling down the stairs, getting his hand like cut on the um, glass, glass yep. sweets or something. Glacier mints, a... I think it is. <laughs> Bloody God, cut me out on the glacier mints again. It <laughs> always happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, sweets are used like as weapons a few times in this thing mainly they? by Sam isn't it I think but also like he has his lolly and then he bites it and then that's how he gets his weapon for earlier in the film yeah 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 um, but then Sam comes back to life and he's about to uh, kill him with a lolly he stabs him then that suddenly stabs the chocolate bar half eaten chocolate bar that he I guess Sam Allardyce Brian Cox didn't eat earlier in the film and he eats yeah. it he's, he looks it's, it reminds me of like uh, Mowgli or any sort of like eighties uh, yeah. thing creature eating something where he touches like a hand behind the thing <laughs> behind the mask, <laughs> like munching on the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, actual like eating happening, oh, just oh, like pressing. Oh. Yeah, just pressing the chuck, chuck, squishing it up. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, 
then that's him sort of he's like I think. yeah so it's almost like he, because because um Krieg is like some in in a way he's offered him candy he's like you've done all right by me on yeah. the, and the Halloween rules yeah. you've done all right in my book so I'll see you later see you later kid yeah I wish you talked yeah, like that bro. I wish you talked like uh, uh Ronnie Cray <laughs> <laughs> you've done all right in my book mate uh yeah. so I'll take it I'll take the chocolate bar and hopefully me and you won't cross paths again see you later yeah and then he uh cracks two cans of Fosters together and walks off Walks off. <laughs> Stone God Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah! All right! <laughs> and as he leaves, the final bit is... Uh, oh, wait, he, he stops and he looks across the street and he sees um, the woman taking down decorations from the start of the film. So that's how... he goes, that's it! <laughs> two cans together again. He goes, he goes, I thought my bloodlust <laughs> was satisfied, but no! <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we get like a final sting. Um, we realise that Brian Cox was the bus driver... On the earlier in the film, and the he's kids, he's burning photos, wasn't he, in the fireplace of him yeah. and all the kids, all the dead kids. He waited a while to do it, didn't he? Yeah, maybe the Sam thing. He was like, maybe this is to do with that. I don't know. Better safe than sorry. Who yeah. knows? Um, but the kids all turn up. Um, I think he's he's ready to give them candy. He's like, yeah, I love Halloween now because of words yeah. I'll get murdered, even though I've been stabbed in the <laughs> leg. And I've got glacier mint sticking out of my palms. <laughs> um. And then he gets murdered, I guess. I don't think we see it. Yeah, and then so the zombie kids turn up. Um, trick or treat! I don't know if they even say that. Um, but yeah, then the, then the film ends, and yeah. obviously we see these final comic book light shots, and I think in, in the comic book light shots we see him getting, getting destroyed. Nice. And that is the film. So, trivia. That is the film. Okay. Uh, so we'll warm you up nice and easy. Uh, number one. Ooh. The character Sam was named after what? Um, it was named after Samwise Ganji. Is that your final answer? It was named after Sam... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Samwise Ganji, why not? Okay, correct. No, uh, well, the, the name of the character Sam is derived from Samhain, which is the ancient Celtic festival of the dead, which Halloween is derived from. I'd have never got that, mate. We could have this podcast could have lasted for another <laughs> year, and I would have gone. By that, Sam by Neil. a couple of days in, you could have. I'll let you Google it. Oh, you let me know. Google it. <laughs> yeah. Well, then that'd be just too easy, isn't it, mate? Yeah. Give me a, give me a challenge. Go on. Number, number two, uh, how many pumpkins were harmed in the making of this film? God, loads. Uh, Twenty-eight. Zero. Most of the jack lanterns were made out of either foam or ceramic. An onset joke was that no pumpkins were harmed during the making of this movie. What load, what? Cowards! <laughs> Trying to make a Halloween film. This is, right? That's Smash not up. the Stanislavski acting method. Can't, you can't make a Halloween movie without smashing a few pumpkins. That's the rule. Yeah, Them's the yeah. rules. That's what Martin Scorsese's always going on about. Um, number three. Which? <laughs> oh, this is related to the thing. Uh, so which horror film director was Brian Cox's character based on? Which horror film director was Brian Cox's character based on? Was he based on Wes Craven? No. Was he based on John Carpenter? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, there's also another nod to John Carpenter. Did you spot it? Uh, some fog? <laughs> okay, maybe there's another nod on top of that I was going for. <laughs> In fact, there there's, there's, there's a few. Uh, was, um, there? was, it, was it was it uh, uh, a killer car? Um, that is it... that isn't it. I wasn't what I was going for either. But there, Christine is in the film as well. Uh, but <laughs> there's sure. another bit. Can you can you get to the answer that I'm that I've got written down here? <laughs> uh, is it someone to do someone to do with a dog? No, no. Um, maybe dog that's, maybe that's the thing as well. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> so uh, as the hand, the severed hand of. Sam starts to move. Um, Mr. Creek says, "You've got to be fucking kidding me!" Oh, right, what, okay, just uh, like the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You've got um, to be fucking kidding me! And then he flame throws the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, number five, Trick or Treat got a full theatrical release in two thousand and seven. True or false? True. False. So it was slated. For a nationwide theatrical release in 2007, but was pulled from release in Shell for two years. It was then released straight to DVD in 2009. So it's supposed to have a big 
uproarious thing. Ah! And then it just then it got shelved. Oh my god. Yeah. Well done. Uh you got at least at least all of them right. Uh so we need to rate the film. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. I, I don't know what you're going to go for. I think you're going to go for a, a C here. I dare you try and try and work out what my system is, all right? My system is a very meticulous system based heavily on film criticism, film study, and, feelings. and you know, and feelings. <laughs> and I am going to rate it C, but... Are you really? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking C. Okay. So I was thinking C, because it was pretty middle of the road for me, and some bits were pretty fun, other bits not so much. As I said, it did feel like a Scooby-Doo yeah. film. Quite a lot of cliches, but sometimes, you know, when things are cliche and they, they know it, mm. if you're cliche, that, you can, know be, it. that can yeah. be to a film's benefit, but this just felt a little bit... Stayed. I, want, I wanted a little bit more, and yeah. especially with the ending, uh, the, the final story, sorry, it just felt like it kind of just went on and on and on. It didn't feel to me like... Um, and and the, the big reveal, I was it was rather than feeling like a big reveal to me, it was a bit like a... Oh, right. Yeah. Also, oh, there we go. I kind of appreciate the connectedness of it but at times like that Dylan Baker thing like it kind of works against it I mean it, it literally had the same actor in it and somehow that confused you I get confused quite easily <laughs> <laughs> wait wait was he really the vampire wait 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 well, was he really I think is he really point, the loser from Spider-Man at that point I think I was still like I thought he was actually a vampire because he drank a girl's blood earlier in the film I couldn't yeah. I can't picture a man doing to be fair something. if that convinces like that. you that someone's a vampire then there we go yeah that's all i need that's all you need yeah i love a lull, lully bit of blood there vampire uh see okay interesting well i i went for a bit higher went for a b minus um so i think it's solid it's i can't really fault any any part of it it's, it's a really well-made fun movie that i don't mind watching um it, it doesn't like blow me away uh, so it's not a you know a blow me away B. It's a blow me away B minus. A blow me away B minus. It's a blow there me we go. B minus. <laughs> blow me minus. Um, yeah, I think that's that's probably fair. But you know me, I'm a cynical old man. You know me. I know you. You see. <laughs> you know me. You predict it, but can I just ask you? Don't try and predict my score again. Prior <laughs> to me, because it makes my me when I say my score, I feel a little bit like embarrassed. Why? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking but uh, I'm joking, but I'm He's serious as well. Yeah, I'm joking, but I'm deadly, deadly serious. Okay, that's noted. I've noticed you're wearing yeah. uh, orange. Is that because you for trick or treat? For trick or treat. Yeah, exactly. Okay. One more thing. One more thing. One more um, was, thing. Yeah. One more thing. Um, it was suggested to us on Twitter. You can follow us on uh, at Hawk and Cleaver. Twitter, and you can tweet us stuff about Horror Hangout. You can also join the Horror Hangout Board of Advisors Facebook group by searching Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Anyway, someone someone on Twitter suggested that we should watch One Cut of the Dead. Oh yeah, and yeah. do an episode on that. So tell me, what do you know about that, and would you like to watch it? I would uh, like to watch it. Uh, I think the is is this still is it on Prime at the minute? I'm not too sure. Uh, but there's a bit of furore about that where Amazon had put it on Prime, um, or someone had put it on Prime, and had nothing to do with the actual filmmakers or anything like they had no right to do that they were just streaming this illegal version of it but um the problem is that i know someone spoiled the twist for me uh so i'm a little bit like um oh. dubious as i'd like to forget the twist but yeah. um but i don't do you want to leave it a few weeks to forget the twist or what <laughs> or do you think you'll never forget the twist I'll never forget the twist that's the problem uh but oh. yeah i'm up for that it's either that or the next on the list is the conjuring and I've seen The Conjuring quite recently. So, yeah, let's, yeah. Do, let's do one cut for the dead. So let's do one cut for the dead, of the dead, of the dead. Something of the dead, yeah. Yeah, and we'll do that, and then we'll watch The Conjuring after. Because I, I watched The Conjuring fairly recently as well. Yeah. Um, cool. And, and I'll probably give that a C as well. So. <laughs> hey, hey, don't you be... I'll tell Whoa! you I'll tell you what uh, you're going to be giving films. Whoa, giving films a rating <laughs> one week ahead. Listen to this then, you ready? C-B-A-A-B-C-A-A-B... D D R. What's the R? That's basically the next fifteen episodes. I've just rated them there. 
I don't even know. Come back to it. Do you know what the films are, or are you just there? Come back to it. Come back to it in fifteen weeks' time, and and realize I want talking shit. If you, if in fifteen weeks' time you suddenly wrote a film R, and I was like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) what's the R for? (laughs) Oh, it's always raunchy. Oh, it was re- 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 raunchy. It, it, it was really scary. <laughs> it was really, really scary, and I could not watch it, so I had to give it an R because I didn't actually even watch it. Yeah, so we'll do what we'll do one cut of the dead next week, which should be yeah. interesting. Okay, cool. All right, this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Thanks to Kovac Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a rating and review in iTunes and remember to hit subscribe. And thanks to my co-host Ben for being a right or a dude. All right, or a dude. Cheers. Thank you very much, Luke. All the best, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.